Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bucknutters. It is Thursday. August, good Lord. Thursday, August 24th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Got a great show for you today featuring the lovely and talented Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. I am dealing with this myself. Dealing with some strong emotions. My daughter is going away to college today. I'm already having separation anxiety, and you can't tell my eyes have been watery. But whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Bucknuts today to get 10% off your first month. As you can see on the bottom of the screen there, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bucknuts. Again, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I will now welcome in my compadres for a Thursday. Gentlemen, Bill, you stole my line when you went national. I said the site would crash if we did not get Edric Houston. You brought it up on the national broadcast and she even quoted you, but thank the Lord we live. Edric Houston is a Buckeye. I really don't even know what would have happened had we not uh, received his commitment. Bill, take us through that day. I got a text from you, I'd say midday, saying it does feel like all systems go. And as it turns out, um, I can't give the full part of the story, but it does seem like Edric Houston was a Buckeye for several months, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
when he made his official visit, he he told me it was a 10 out of 10. Um, but there was more behind the story than that. You know, basically, um, uh, he had made a decision at that point that he was going to be a Buckeye. And um, he said that he we had Benjamin Wolk from uh, our Georgia site at the announcement. And we had kind of an exclusive interview with uh, Edric that Benjamin did right after he committed. And he said that basically he knew he had made his decision when he made the official visit to Ohio State. And that's exactly what happened. Now, sometimes they make that decision and it doesn't follow. They don't go all the way through with it. Edric did. You know, he did make other visits. As he put it, he said he was making those other visits to schools just to make 100% sure of his decision. And when he made those other visits, he knew that his original decision to be a Buckeye was the right one. And reminded me a little bit of the Jim Trestle days. You know, Trestle would say, you know, go ahead, make your other visits. It's only going to show that Ohio State is the place for you when you make those other visits. And that's exactly what happened with Edrick. He visited Alabama, for instance, but he still knew Ohio State was the place for him. Mark, we did an evaluation of Edric Houston a little while back based on his film prior to the beginning of this season, which just kicked off. And uh, I'm not saying he, he improved a, a tremendous amount. He just was kind of blossomed, I would say. He was so impressive on tape the other night. We talked about this ad nauseum or at length, at least on the last show. He's pretty much your prototypical strong side defensive end. If you go look at guys who have had tremendous sack seasons, go look at who was the other end. And it usually has a big part of it because you can't run at the guy. Um, there are certain guys who are just really good at everything. They can set the edge. The beauty of, of education, if you watch the highlights or watching that game, your biggest guy came at him, he can handle him. Your smallest guy went with him, he could run with him. So he's just one of those really big, strong, big guys that you need to win football games. When you went back and did the tape, and it's been real popular out there, what has been the change that you saw, and how would you project him Buckeye-wise? Yeah, don't be afraid afraid to say that he improved. Um, yeah. That's all Bill and I really talk about in this podcast, is we go to a camp and say, wow, I can't believe how Luke Montgomery, how much different he looks one year ago. I can't believe how much different Arvell Reese looks from one year ago. And that's what we're in the business of. So sometimes you, well, I think what you say is like, oh, we thought he was really good as a junior. Not, now what do we say if he's even better than that? Like we already put him in the stratosphere. How do we go above the stratosphere? Right. And I think like, you're like, wow, we already had him as a five-star. How could he get better than a five-star or that type of mentality? But I think when these kids get ratings as early, they're projected to keep progressing to what we're seeing. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's, adding that 10 or 15% progression that you should get from every junior year to senior year. Even if you're a five ton, 145 pound guard, you're going to get 10, 15% better, hopefully in a year at that age, you know, with the growing and lifting and stuff. So yeah, last year we put on the tape. And if you would have said to me, this kid is going to move to defensive tackle someday, I'd say, okay, I could see that he's got some end qualities. He moves pretty well. He's at end right now, but boy, he's really big and powerful. So that's why you thought maybe inside, but that whole uh, narrative has been destroyed by his senior film. And just a scrimmage film I broke down, I believe in his first game, 
the athleticism is showing up. You know, and as we're seeing in the comments from the video, uh, he was the anchor on the 100-meter team for, I mean, 260 pounds. Uh, great and everything, but aren't there any 170-pounders at that school that can run? Uh, seemed like a pretty big high school. You got to go to the, the big guy to, to bring it in for you. So this speaks compliments to him to be able to do that. But you see that athletic ability, and you said it, Dan. One play, he's running the edge for bubble and sweep, and he's running with the tailback. The next play, he's slamming into a 280-pound guard and blowing him up. I mean, he bull rushes through one of the bigger guards there. You know, I mean, the kid's a little sloppy fat a little bit, but he's a big man, and he just runs right through him and blows him up. So you see the power inside. You see the speed. And when you talk about rare skill sets, that tackle skill set's rare, but this defensive end of the strong side, that is the tough skill set to find, the, the power and the speed. You know, the backside end, he's just flying off the edge. He's all speed. He's right. all, you know, you know, jets in his shoes. This guy's got to do both. So it's it's a unique skill set. When you find guys like this, it's really great. And there will be a lot of things he can do down the road, whether he kicks inside on passing downs. And you said another thing. I was a former defensive end, and Nothing more frustrating when you come around the edge free and your buddy on the other side lets the quarterback break contain the other way and the quarterback flushes, and there goes your sack because you won on your pass rush move. Right. If both of you guys are containing and that other guy's got containing, there is no flush, your sack total goes through the roof, your buddy's sack total goes through the roof, and, and you really work in tandem. If you, I tell you what, now that I think about it, he reminds me a little bit of what Jay Sean Cornell was supposed to be. I don't know if you remember him, Bill. We had oh yeah, we had five star Tuesday one time. I think it was Jay Sean Cornell and Good Lord from Minnesota. He, he was from Minnesota. Who was the middle linebacker from from Saint X? Justin Hilliard. 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 Yep. Those two committed on the same day. It was great. And Jay Sean Cornell, I think we thought was going to be a little bit more. He ended up having a nice career here and getting on the field his last couple of years and playing in the pros, but kind of that like uh, almost a five technique in the three, four, you could play him at, he could grow into that. And I do think he's strong enough and has been asked to do enough at Buford that he is the kind of guy you could slide down into a Rushman package. You know what I mean? We, and we forget this. He's playing at about the highest level of high school football you could play at right now. So, if you're looking for high school to be the real determina determination of how they do in college, that's about as accurate a flip as you can get, um, and, relatively speaking. And, Go ahead, and um, I talked to several people that were that I that I think are very savvy, good evaluators. I've seen a lot of high school football. They were at Buford's first game of the season this past weekend. Um, they raved about Edric Houston. They had seen him before, but they raved about uh, how much, as Mark said, you know, we've talked a lot about improvement, how much he's improved and just how good he is. Um, you know, I, I saw somebody's comment on this, uh, this podcast. He's the real deal. And I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Andrew yeah. Ivins, director of scouting, almost like director of scouting for 24 seven sports. So was at least, partially responsible for giving him the five-star status was at the game the other night and said it's the best he's ever seen him look. So if you're already a five-star and uh, you look better than you've ever looked, that certainly bodes well, Mark. Yeah. And if you talk about more improvement, you know, he, he says that he's 260, 270 now, 
if we think about some of the really good strong side ends, like a Will Smith in the past or a Cam Hayward, those guys started pushing that 290-pound barrier but kept that speed. And, you know, that, that really turned into the NFL stars that they are. But the Bosa's, Chase Young, Chase Young was more of a backside end, but that strong side end prototype, boy, if he could add that extra weight, um, the improvement we may see, we may be blown away with over the next couple of years. But Bill and I may see him to camp and say, oh, my gosh, he's 285 right now. Get ready. You know, that that's really – it's hard to run. Tight ends have a tough time blocking guys that are that weight, 280, 290. Even if you're a 260-pound tight end, and that's on the outer edge of blocking tight ends, that's tough. You know, you almost have to handle that guy with the tackle, and it's, it's a lot on the edge for the strong side. So if he could really – blow up as he gets to college yeah i definitely see if you look at him he looks like a guy that can carry 280 and be pretty spry i think it's actually the four by 400 that he's the anchor on which by the way is more impressive because i've told you this if i was working for the navy seals i would just camp at the four by 400 uh finish line and just interview dudes because i ran track the 400 is torture i'm not kidding you Training for it and running it is literally torture. Um, so that's impressive. And he's also a wrestler. Let's just throw that in there. Um, he's a bad A. That's one for that's one thing's for sure. Speaking of another conference that plays a high level of football and athletics across the board, back to my my stomp, the WCAC, the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference. We talked about the schools in there the other day. One school we did not discuss was St. John's Military. No one knows that it's a military school, but it is. They wear military garb. And Jordan Seaton goes to school there. Bill, at one point in time, I thought, based on our conversations, and we do a good job in D.C., I really thought Jordan Seaton Jordan was going to be a Buckeye. Then there was a, a parting of the ways of some sort, and now he's back in the mix. He has transferred. He's no longer in D.C. Shocker, that made him more attractive. Um I think he's at IMG. Bill, give us the latest, and then uh, we'll break it all down. Yeah. Um, Jordan Seaton is, in one word, elite. I mean, he he's another guy you talk about the real deal. He is elite. Never a question about talent ability. Could play guard, tackle. Uh, you know, with his size, 6'5", 295, a pretty good wingspan and all, uh, and his ability – he would be a great topper for this class on the offensive line. And the Buckeyes are back in the running. Um, as you mentioned, he transferred to IMG. Uh, people were wondering where he was going to resurface and all. Well, that's a pretty talented roster that he resurfaced at. Um, as far as where he's going to end up from there, that's a tough call. Uh, if you would ask me, you know, five, six months ago, I would have said Ohio State would be, if not the leader, certainly one of the couple leaders. Uh, at this point, though, you know, he's he's in Florida. Florida, the Gators, they're going to be a contender there. He will make an official visit there. Um, people may not want to hear this, but South Carolina is going to be a contender for Jordan C. now. Alabama. He's already made. That's the one official visit he's made so far. He's going to make his others this season. And he's going to take official visits. If some of our uh, listeners don't know because they have asked me about this, 
how can some of these guys talk about making six or seven official visits because official visits are unlimited now. And Jordan Seaton is talking about making six or seven official visits. So I expect in addition to the Alabama one, and he's going to get back there too for an unofficial visit. He's going to make official visits to Florida September 15th. He'll make that visit. He's going to go to South Carolina in uh, mid-November for an official visit. He's going to be at Ohio State for an official visit, perhaps the Maryland game. That's a very realistic possibility. Uh, he has not 100% confirmed that is the date, but I think that will be the date. But he has said he'll make an official visit. He's looking at six or seven official visits. So it's going to be an interesting ride with him. But I think Ohio State is at least in his top few schools at this point. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Seaton is a Buckeye. I just got a vibe on that one. Um, we shall see. Obviously, the move to IMG affects everything, but um, we shall see. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. I'm going to let you know that we have another sponsor, and we're thrilled about AG1, a foundational new foundational nutrition supplement delivers comprehensive nutrients to support whole body health. AG1, AG1 is raising the standard. For quality in the supplement category, it replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit, creating a manageable daily habit. That's the key. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. Believe me, this is true. Good Lord. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. If a comprehensive, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, and try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com backslash bucknuts. That's drinkag1 backslash bucknuts. Check it out. And if you see on the board here, I've got that running. So those of you who want to take advantage of it, you can see it running on the bottom. Now, Bill, Jordan Seaton is a big-time offensive lineman. The other offensive lineman, Ohio State, is ostensibly in the mix for is Brandon Baker. There was a point in time I felt very confident about this. I no longer fail that, feel that confidence, Bill. I have a boarding house item coming on this later today, so I'm not going to give away everything. But can you give us the latest on Brandon Baker? Offensive yep. lineman at Armada Day, obviously, number one ranked offensive lineman in the country. And, uh, very good player, obviously, Mark. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, Ohio State's big focus right now, the, their biggest recruiting focus right now is getting another offensive lineman, getting an elite offensive tackle. They've got what I think are two really, really good offensive tackles in the class right now. Ian Moore, who is going to play tackle. He's slotted as a tackle for the Buckeyes. And Deontay Armstrong, who uh, had the pancake fest last weekend. Uh, those are the two tackles in the class right now, and they're both very good. They would love uh, more than anything to top it off with one of these other two offensive tackles, either Brandon Baker or Jordan Seaton. And, and I would agree with you. If you'd asked me a couple weeks, a few weeks ago, which one was more likely to be a Buckeye, I would have probably I would have gone with uh, Brandon Baker. He is looking at four schools highly right now. Um, one of them is Ohio State. One of them is Texas, who is trending with him right now. Uh, you've got Nebraska, and I still think Oregon's a factor there. He's been there many times. Um, but right now, I think that uh, I would take the field versus Ohio State.
for Brandon Baker. Uh, with Seton, you know, like I said, it's not going to be easy. You know, he's going to make official visits. He's going to run to Alabama. He's going to make him to Florida, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Ohio State, probably at least one or two more than that. Uh, but I might give Ohio State, if I had to pick one of the two right now, I, I'd probably give Ohio State the best chance of the two with Jordan Seton at this point. Yeah, a lot based on the previous relationship when I felt Ohio State yep. had the best position. Agreed. That's completely uh, echoes my vibe. And when Dean echoes your vibe, you feel smart. Mark, how about 30 seconds on Brandon Baker because it's going to be depressing. And then oh. um, whoever else in Ohio you think has a chance, if there if there is a guy in Ohio who you think this year could blossom as a senior maybe and snag an offer on the offensive line. Maybe there isn't anybody. Yeah, I don't want to do 30 seconds on Brandon Baker because I, I, I was in love with him. And um, yeah. if I have to break up with him, I don't want to talk about how much I like them. <laughs> it's really – he really – I watched the game the other night. He was doing stuff when he's moving with his kick step and his feet when he was pulling that he looked yeah. like he was a dancer. I almost started crying. Yeah, and, and, and like, you know, like I'm always like, let's quit comparing guys to the best in the NFL, and he's one of those guys that would be at the top of the – yeah, he really was that good, is that good, would love to have him, uh, would love to see some NIL money come in and sweep him off his feet and bring him here. Uh, he, he, he'd be worth it. And and as, as you get into this NIL landscape, and I'm thinking about Brandon Baker, I can sit with his film in front of a bunch of millionaires and say, listen, this is about as a sure thing – is you're going to get coming out of high school to go be an NFL guy. Of all the five stars, if we watched all the five stars, I'd say, yeah, a lot of them are pretty safe bets. But, boy, you're going to go put your money on a kid, then you're going to go bet on someone. You could have some of my money right now for him. Mm-hmm. That, that's how good I – and sure, I think it is, barring injury, you know, the world blowing up. So uh, that's what we're losing. Now, when we come back to Ohio – uh, we kicked a lot of stones in Ohio last year with offensive linemen Satterfield and Roebuck, and there's the twins down at CHCA. Um, there's a lot of good-looking bodies in Ohio, so if we did have to revisit, you know, uh, but I know there's national linemen out there still. I, I'm not, you know, thinking that Brandon Baker is the end-all, be-all. Uh, I just don't know. Like Bill said, there might be a, a guy he's talking about right now we just heard about. Uh, the Ohio guys, if they wanted him, I think they would have fired and the ship may have sailed on some of these kids because they're committing other places. You know, Robux at Michigan, and what if he did have a great senior year? It'd be pretty hard to pull him away at this point. And same with Luke Hamilton. I mean, Luke Hamilton was he, – you could say he was offended on Twitter. You know, he's went straight to work for a Michigan and said, okay, you don't want me, then I'm bringing every Ohio kid I can get up here. And, and it, and it kind of – it's hard to pull those guys back in. So those would be some of the top names. But, you know, we'll, we'll see in Ohio. So it's, it's not like the door's closed, but you see the landscape has been set kind of. And listen, the beauty of Ohio State is he could be in uh, Germany. He could be in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. He could be in uh, – we started working on the Dakotas recently again. So if there's a guy that blossoms this year into Ohio State caliber, they'll be on him. Don't worry about that. Um, Mike Horsley has a question, Bill. Are there any more safeties on the board? And I assume he means class of 24. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the offensive line as being 
the number one priority right now to get one more offensive lineman. Uh, They also want want another safety in the class. They absolutely want a safety in the class. Zaquan Patterson is announcing on Saturday. Um, I don't anticipate that one going Ohio State's way on Saturday. Uh, he says he's still going to make an official visit to other schools after he makes a commitment, so we'll see. But right now, I think that uh, the Ohio State staff is going to monitor things, evaluate, and look at guys as they go through this season, specifically the first three, four, five games, and, and look and see who they can double back on and possibly flip. I think that's more likely than them finding somebody that's uncommitted that they think is a player that is Ohio State caliber. I think the more likely situation would be for them to see who they can flip as we go through this season, but they're still going to go after safeties. It's just that right now, uh, the one guy that had emerged was Zaquan Patterson, and after him, nobody else has emerged yet. What a modern day, dude. Do they have any talent on that team? Good Lord. We haven't even talked. Ohio State's not even in on the uh, top-rated player on the team, defensive tackle Aiden Breland, who is the real deal Holyfield. Question here. You're gonna like, I'm going to like this one. Bill's going to like this one, too. <laughs> if it works. Come on. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast dream time relaxation sleep look at that i could use that (laughs) as you get older this is just uh, news for all you younger gentlemen on here sleeping is impossible uh, Mr. GP, and by that I mean Grand Poobah Porter, what camps should an eighth grader in Ohio aspire to attend if wanting to get noticed? You have stepped into, this is like a 3-1 fastball 
to Mike Trout <laughs> when he's actually healthy against the pitcher he owns. Turn on it, boy. Yeah, this is right up my alley. And, Bill, I've never seen him so happy that this grand pooba is sticking. <laughs> I mean, every time someone puts it up, I mean – you know what kind of bothers me is there's so many cool nicknames out there, there like are. the Dean or, or the Captain. I mean, there's this great and, and the reason Pooba is still available is because nobody wanted it really. It was it was just a name that's been out there for ages and no one ever. There's so, a cartoon character associated with it somewhere along. The yeah, way. there is. There's a, there's a, that's there's so many different associations now that I've Googled it once or twice. But yeah, Bill, I, he's like giddy when these things come up, and so yes. Uh, this question is, is right in my ballpark. Uh, the first thing I'll say is eighth grade's too soon to get noticed, okay? If, if you have uh, recruiting aspirations in sixth, seventh, or eighth grade, you're doing it wrong, okay? That, that's a developmental stage that's largely about fun and in your friends and playing on a team, and, and you're going to get better, and there's going to be great changes from year to year because of puberty and other things that are going on, but the quarterback position is unique. I happen to have some quarterbacks that I know that are that age. And it's about getting them to camps, quite frankly, but not from the recruiting standpoint. You know, I, I take my kids to a lot of throwing sessions and college camps and to get the reps and they get the experience. And, you know, sometimes uh, when you go to some of these camps, you get receivers that are in high school with for your eighth grader to throw with and the, and the game moves really fast for them. But then when they leave that situation and they go back to their – real field it moves really slow for them so there's a lot of things you're doing at that age to develop not necessarily recruiting and the reason i say that about recruiting is i don't look at kids until they play on a varsity football field it's kind of like the the day that i'll say okay now you can talk to me about recruiting show me your varsity film and we'll start talking and when all these things you did prior to that are things that lead up to how you're going to look that day so, you know, I don't, I don't like to use the word recruiting for eighth grade. Like, how do you, you know, but there are going to be a ton of, I'll say there's two types of camps for you, developmental camps where you're going to go there for maybe two or three days at Ohio State and stay overnight and work out all day. And maybe they'll watch film and take you in the classroom. And those are nice. Those will teach you a lot. And then there's other like one day testers. that are the recruiting camps, but you can go to those. I see a lot of kids at Ohio State's camp that have no chance for a scholarship from anybody. They're just there to go get two or 300 reps against some quality competition. It's a 40 or $50 camp or whatever. It's a great practice. It's a great way to see where the bar is. I tell kids a lot of time, look who gets the scholarship that day. See what qualities they had. When you come back a year later, three years later, that's the bar you're striving for. It kind of opens your eyes as to what's out there. Fathers and kids, you know, sometimes dads go to these camps and they say, oh, I thought my kid was the best player in town and they're not even looking at him at this camp or, you know, he doesn't fit in as well as I thought. So eighth graders, uh, boy, raw talent has some Friday night camps. Okay. Uh, there's a quarterback trainer in Twinsburg. Uh, Brad Melander is a quarterback trainer. Jim Ballard's been running quarterback schools for 20 or 30 years out of the Canton area, aired out ink down there. They have weekly sessions for kids. Uh, this is the longest answer ever. This guy's really getting what he wanted. But there's a lot of uh, – up in Toledo, there's fourth and goal. In Columbus, there's places to go where there's quarterback guys. Like I should give them all a shout-out, you know, because they're all working with kids. and They've all developed stars and college quarterbacks. But that's the route I'd go. I would look and put my money into reps and development 
until you're on the varsity field, then you can start sending those films to the recruiting sites and the, the college coaches. But right, right now I, I say work in the dark because a lot of what's going on in eighth grade is really impressive at the time. But when you look back, you're like, yeah, it wasn't such a big deal when you thought it was. So there's the long answer. I'm, I'm sure that person was, was hoping for. Right. You know, real quick, Dan, um, Good point to back up what Mark's saying about he doesn't look at kids till they have some varsity film. Uh, Ryan Day's son, I knew it. great example. He yep. he did exactly what Mark said to do. Ryan Day's son went to camps. He went to the high state camps. He was there every every single one of them, I believe, this summer. He went to he was uh, when I went up to the Elite Eleven Regional in Maslin. I think that was in February, February or March. Ryan Day was there with R.J. Day, who was at that time a quarterback heading into his ninth grade year. So he went to all those camps, did all those things. Then, lo and behold, for Columbus to sales, the first game of this season as a freshman, he got into the game and played very well. And I'm talking about the varsity to sales game. Played very well, and lo and behold, Boston College and Jeff Halfley offered him a scholarship. His first offer. It's nice to have connections, Bill. You yeah. know, and let's 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 go one step further with that. Let's thank Ryan Day because of what he did. And if you don't know what he did, he kind of identified what I was going through with young quarterbacks. Where, what do you mean Ohio State doesn't allow these kids to do flag football and seven on sevens in the summer and almost? kneecaps them and prevents them from getting quality reps and I know we didn't want AAU football to pop up in the summer but from May 15th to July 31st Ryan Day got a, the Ohio uh, you know coaches association to vote it in that you can now do flag football play seven on sevens and last year and the year before was the first year that Ohio State had a seventh and eighth grade middle school camp which coincides with RJ Day's development but you see what it's done for Case in point, I mean, we watched R.J. Day out there when he had no business as a 7th and 8th grader taking reps, but boy, did he compete. Boy, did he probably feel the pressure around him to look how good these guys are and this is what I want to be. And so to these young quarterbacks out there, yeah, I mean, we just, Bill and I just watched it over the past three years, and that literally culminated this week with the Boston College offer. And people may not know that, and Dan, you know this for basketball, um, when you're in 7th and 8th grade, like R.J. Day was, you use a different size football than you use in high school. Same thing in basketball. When you're in middle school, you use a different size basketball. You get to high school, you go to a new size basketball. So R.J. Day goes to these camps, and he's using a bigger football uh, that he normally uses. It's an adjustment, yet he still went, and he still looked good. And, and um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the, he has the first time now. He's going to get a lot more, folks. The first time uh, you use that bigger football is the first time you put an ice bag on your arm. First time I ever saw my kid say, why does my arm feel like this? Well, that bigger football weighs three ounces or whatever it is more than the other one times 200 reps, your arm's feeling it. Yeah. Having raised a youth quarterback, this is the only thing I would say in all this. Just be careful who you work with. And make sure you get some type of uh, fact check on the guy, a background check. Uh, not to say, I'm not saying you got to run his social security number, but look to see if this person has developed someone else who's been successful that is similar to your child 
because they may have existing connections. Um, the real best way to handle recruiting, this is just my opinion, look to see where someone like your kid is going. One basketball coach once said to me, look at the kids in your league, the best players in your kid's league. Where do they go? That's pretty much where you're going to go. If you're an Ohio State caliber football player in the eighth grade, you may already know. Okay? But you're talking about literally the top point point percent of kids playing football in the United States right now. It's pretty easy to ultimately identify the best player in your town who's ever played there and whose dad probably was a college athlete and his mom, if she wasn't, looks like she should have been. That's not what I'm talking about. Those guys are kind of easy to identify. And to tell you the truth now, Mark, and you can disagree with me, the trainers have already identified that dude. You probably have people calling you. Okay. That's not what we're talking about. If you got to make the decision now and you think the development is what's going to get your kid there, you got to make sure it's with a, reputable operation with a track record. Mark's business is literally built out of people getting screwed over and him wanting to provide a reasonable, not expensive or some, it used to be free. Good Lord. So, uh, so, Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. yeah you, you just made a great point. I want to put the, the finer point in the why to it. Um, here are some examples of things that go wrong when you have a young quarterback. I think the NFL flag league puts a, ball that's too big and too heavy in little kids hands too soon for six-year-olds and eight-year-olds and they start pushing the ball out and they start developing sidearms and bad throwing motions and if you go get a quarterback trainer that doesn't fix that and just reps that in you've literally given yourself a bad quarterback motion and you've cemented that muscle memory in because you've repped it so many times so as I was saying go get a bunch of reps go to these camps let's first get a trainer that makes sure you have the right motion. You know, uh, Dan Marino told his son up and out. That's it. Anything else, any more wasted movement than that in your arm, you're in trouble. And if it doesn't look right by seven or eight years old, you got to get to a guy that has a reputation of, Hey, we'll get your footwork. We'll get your throwing motion. We'll get your elbow in the right place. All those types of things. Cause here's the saddest part. I'll go to a college camp junior year and there'll be 40 quarterbacks and they'll line up across from each other. And they'll start throwing the ball. And you can stand there from 20 yards away and go, no, 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 no. Because of a bad throwing motion that was locked in at a youth age and no one ever fixed it. And now, here's what they tell me. If you're a golfer, you know this. You can change your swing on the range and all that stuff, but you revert under pressure. And in a game, the player will revert to his old motion. And then here come all the old bad flaws and – Boy, this is the longest answer for a question ever. You guys great shouldn't have one, asked this. It's a great one. And I'll tell you what, and we'll finish with this. I can, That point is is essential. Um, and it's applicable also to your jump shot in basketball. Um, the early development, like you're not supposed to have your kids shooting threes until much <laughs> later than we allow them to now. And this is a major digression here. So we are – 35 minutes in, if you're here, you are a true bucknutter, and we love you. But hold on a sec. Uh, you guys know Sean Miller and Archie Miller. Their dad is considered probably the best trainer of shooters in the Pennsylvania area. Um, Sean was on The Tonight Show at 11 for his dribbling, and Archie led the nation in three-point shooting as a junior. Archie was not allowed to shoot threes in the game until high school. Um, but 
I spoke, he pulled me aside, yada, yada, yada. And he said this, if you, exactly what Mark said, if you do not have the kid's jump shot fixed by the eighth grade, he won't even work with you. He said he tried for 20 years to do it. And exactly what Mark said, when you get pressured, you revert. Okay. So you got to, you have to have your motion tight. Um, and if you have a flaw in it, Basketball is a little bit better because I think uh, there are some guys who have a goofy jump shot that it works. Footballs, they will just cross your name off the list. But it's all about that teaching early on. And really, it comes down to are you patient enough to develop your kid the right way? Or are you going to try and sacrifice for W's early on and go ego surfing with your kid? Well, we're all a little bit subject to that with our eldest, Mark. So be careful. Um but just do it the right way. And like I said, please make sure your trainer is reputable. There's a whole business out there of people screwing people over and making serious coin on it. It's worse in basketball than football, but for football, it definitely exists. Okay, so, quickly. Gentlemen. Real, real, real quick, ahead, Dan. Um, uh, before we go, want to change the topic slightly. This weekend, Bucknutters, there's several games that you want to know about. Right. <laughs> um one is Saturday where Springfield and Aaron Scott are in Ironton playing yeah. your neck of the woods, Dan, DeMatha High School. That's going to yeah. be an interesting one. Springfield and Aaron Scott versus Springfield. DeMatha in Ironton. That is on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, hold uh, on a second. DeMatha is in the WCAC with Gonzaga and St. John's and all that. DeMatha is the high school of Chase Young, et cetera. If it's not the best athletic high school in the country, it's in the mix. I'm sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Uh, Sunday, the only game in town, so to speak, nationally televised. We've got Lakewood St. Edward wow. and the Armstrong brothers hosting uh, – well, at Lakewood High School – hosting only good counsel. We're going to have Deontay Armstrong at tackle blocking on Darian Mayo, Clemson commitment at defensive end. We're going to have Devontae Armstrong at guard going out and blocking on Florida linebacker commitment, Aaron Childs. There's going to be so much Division I talent in that game. Uh, and again, that's at 1 o'clock on Sunday on ESPN. Bucknutters, that's going to be a great one to tune into. And then the other one I'll be at on Friday night is the rematch. It is uh, Cleveland Glenville coming down here to my neighborhood, playing Olin Tangy Liberty. Of course, Bryce West, Damarion Witten. Um, that one turned into a really good game last year. I mean, it, Cleveland Glenville had to hang on for their life to beat Liberty. And uh, you came away from that game. Glenville won, and they were not happy. They were very upset, actually, that they – uh, allow that game to be so close, so to speak. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it goes this year. Uh, same game, different, a little bit different players, same field, Olden Tangy Liberty. And I'm guessing that uh, Glenville is going to want to make a statement in that game. You're getting some real Ohio versus D.C. bragging rights coming up here. Only good counsel, of course, also from the WCAC. So uh, the home of Mitchell Milton, who I think is going to have a big year. All right, guys. Great show. 40 minutes. We've got people on here telling me they want an hour show. I don't think they realize how much you guys make per hour. Uh, we're into the second 30 minutes like lawyers here. I'm screwed. But uh, big weekend coming up, and we'll have some great content for you. Keep it locked in here. Have a good one.
I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!